We had a session the other day. She's a tattoo. No, they. they. Okay, see, yeah. exactly. Yeah. This is what, no, this is this is where it is. Yes, yes, right? yeah. And this is out of like force of habit. Like I take no offense when people in my life who are close to me like misgender me because it's, it is a long process. Like I'm 27, yeah. 27 years of people thinking that I was a girl to using she, her pronouns. I understand that it's hard, but yeah. through correction and through understanding someone like Jafina can simply just say, sorry, I didn't mean to say she, her. I meant to say they, them and move on with yeah. the conversation. What's going on, y'all? It's your girl, Jay Lucci. I am back to park our conversation. It is beautiful. We are outside. This is one of my best, 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 best childhood friends. Um, you have been in my life, I guess, for 27 now. So like at least... What, like 20 years? At 20 years. No, at least 24. Oh, no. no. 20 years. <laughs> yeah, I'm boosted. At least 20 years. And so for a conversation like this, I think... You were a perfect person because it's just real raw, like yeah, when we talk yeah. about things. And I was honestly like, I was really scared to like talk about this topic with you specifically because Ooh. you've been such a long time friend of mine. I didn't want your perception of me to change, which is, you know, something that throughout this conversation will bring up. But mm. yeah. I, Man. <laughs> Well, I'm so happy that we can honestly really like yeah. debunk life and at the true essence, that is what life should be mm -hmm. about. Today, we are going to be speaking about understanding gender identity. My name is B. My pronouns are they, them. Uh, mm. I identify as non-binary, previously thought to be a cisgendered lesbian, which mm. is just a, a, someone who's cisgender is someone whose gender identity matches the biological sex that they were given at birth. Okay. So for my, you know, in my case, I was a woman who identified as a woman and loved women. So I was a lesbian. Right. But now I identify as non-binary. So my labels, you know, are my labels for other people is can be very confusing mm -hmm. uh they can be very confusing for myself too so that's you know like if you guys are confused <laughs> join the ride because i'm on it too like goddamn and yeah so i now identify as non-binary um and for those who don't know non-binary is an umbrella term in the gender identity spectrum mm. wherein i identify as neither fe female nor male gotcha yeah, yeah. okay mm -hmm. i'm gonna make sure i put the subtitles while you're speaking you already know, yeah. so that people can follow because i think yes. even you know be familiar with the term so mm -hmm. when someone says oh like a cisgender mm -hmm. right someone someone who is cisgender okay yeah. so that would make okay mm -hmm. so if someone i say that person is a cisgender that means they just whatever their biological birthing mm -hmm. parts are match yes. what they feel yeah exactly okay. but you never want to make the assumption that someone is something or someone without asking them first because someone who was previously known as for for me for example like i was previously known as she her mm -hmm. and every conversation that i would have up until i changed my pronouns would be she her Gosh, until yeah. i started correcting people like hey i'd actually be more comfortable if you use my they them pronouns my non-binary pronouns and that conversation alone was like scary for me to do because mm. i was i was validating something that i was feeling in myself that i was ignoring for a really long time because i was scared mm -hmm. um so now that i identify as non-binary i also don't want people to you know assume that because i was once female that I'll, I'll always just be female and i can't just like change my mind because that's ridiculous my gender has nothing to do with my biological sex and also you shouldn't be concerned about my, my biological, biological sex, sex to begin with 
so that's really the meat of it i yes. remember okay so yeah. i'm gonna give you a little backstory um we had a session the other day she's attached no they, they. okay see, yeah exactly yeah. This is what, no this is this is where it is yes yes right? yeah and this is out of like force of habit like i take no offense when people in my life who are close to me like misgender me because it's, it is a long process like i'm 27 yeah. 27 years of people thinking that i was a girl using she her pronouns i understand that it's hard but yeah through correction and through understanding someone like jafina can simply just say sorry i didn't mean to say she her i meant to say they them and move on yeah. with the conversation and that has been one big thing mm -hmm. since we've had this conversation yeah. is that like even when i talk to you i will correct myself mm -hmm. and it'll be like i'll say she or mm -hmm. her and be like oh no they them mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. i think in my own mind again we've spoken about it and thankfully you have been very open yes and yeah. she had they, they. <laughs> and they have been very understanding yeah, yeah. as to like you know again we have a debunk mm -hmm. a whole society yeah. a whole like generation of learning mm -hmm. or i mean many generations mm -hmm. like this i think is something that's more in the forefront now than mm -hmm. it ever has been you think which actually is not true because okay. like there are there is historical evidence that uh gender identity the spectrum of gender identity has always been around right but through like the patriarchy and through colonialism and mm. through religion and oh, the, okay. the the push for colonialism we've fallen into more traditional roles of being men and women I can get that. Yes. Yeah. I can see that. Mm -hmm. We're going to get into that. Yeah, exactly. But, but who are we to say for indigenous tribes, for example, that they, they that they can't identify two-spirited? But that's something that is very constant and, and, you know, like very prevalent in those communities. So right. who are we to say that there's only two genders when there right. have been communities that have existed way long before us who have used this language before? Right. Yeah. So our whole narrative, I think that our tone that we're setting, I think that we both agree on is... Mm -hmm. Mind your business. Mind your, mind your damn business. Let people, <laughs> right, as they feel, yeah. do as they, they <clears throat> feel fit for them. Mm -hmm. And I think that really what I want to get across to people is that I feel that people can have different life choices. Yes. Or, for example, I'm not for example, or live life and have different ideologies of how things are supposed to be without stepping on other people's lives, without mm -hmm. degrading people, mm -hmm. without talking shit to them, yep. without like telling them that their lives are not worthy. Because I feel like, especially within the LGBTQ community, mm -hmm. within the binary community, mm -hmm. they, you get a lot of flack. Yes, you get a lot absolutely. of like yeah. judgment, mm -hmm. right? And on that same mm -hmm. line of thinking too, right? Like, like starting the conversation with somebody about gender who has no concept of gender whatsoever, that's already like a difficult decision to come up with. So why, why is anyone like harping on someone when all they're looking for is support, you know, support right. from people that are close to them. Exactly. And this is already like difficult for them to come to terms with, let alone towards other people. So just make it easier for them and just change your mindset a little. It, it, it's not hard. Right. Yeah. It, it boils down to respect. It, exactly. Yeah. It is, it is all respect. Like if you respect me, even if I was a complete stranger to you, if you respect me enough to use my pronouns because you validate my existence, regardless of who I am or what I do, or if you know anything about me, then that's all that really matters. And so this episode is specifically for people, for what you just said, mm -hmm. who are in their head just like, nah. Yeah. What, no, like, what are trans people? Why do trans dumb? people exist? Why are non, like, you know, why are gender neutral bathrooms becoming like a thing? Like, they're, you know, they're, they're disgracing episode, our children. This episode is for you yeah. specifically. You know, it's good for <laughs> and You should be watching. <laughs> but it's specifically for the people who have that mindset. Like, I'm speaking to you. If that's you yeah. behind the screen who you're like, that's dutty. That is not right. That's not real. That is, this is, this is messed up. 
because there's people let's be honest and i know some people that are like that this episode is specifically for you because i want you to be able to understand how you broke it down to me i was able to think about things differently and that's Mm -hmm. what life is about when we are able to you know acknowledge and appreciate Mm -hmm. and just invite other people to speak to you on their life then Mm -hmm. maybe you can be like huh so this is where the story started yeah so me and you had a tattoo session yeah right Mm -hmm. and you basically like broke everything down to me and i had these really hard questions one of my first questions was like this naturally people say okay you know people who are identify as Mm non-binary um you have a vagina or a penis so which one is it like how can you decide all of a sudden that you are neither of the above Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. your response like it really resonated (laughs) really tell them your response i told them why are my genitals your topic of conversation (laughs) period Period. I know it makes sense to you in your head because at the time it made sense in my head. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, I can understand why people would say that because and I I understand it too. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I've had these conversations with myself for years and years. So, like, I know exactly what you guys are thinking. But here I am. (laughs) So, can you bring us through the journey? Like, what made you like move forward in thinking from being cisgendered uh, to non-binary? Yes, Mm -hmm. to non-binary. Right. Okay. So. When I was younger, I really just thought, like, coming into my own sexuality, I was like, okay, like, I'm a girl that likes girls. I never had to question my gender. I also didn't know, I didn't have the language. I think that's what it stems from. I didn't mm. have the language to understand what I was experiencing, True. which was gender dysphoria, right? And mm. gender dysphoria is when you feel out of touch with your, your gender identity, right? Mm. So I never, I never looked in the mirror and saw myself as a girl. I never, like, looked at my girlfriends and been like, yeah, like, you and I are the same. Like, I always just thought that... I was a little bit more boyish gotcha. or more on the guy side. I was a tomboy, gotcha. but I was just like, a, like I was a really, hmm, I don't want to say butchy either. Like I was like, I was a very, I had masculine traits. Is saying butchy offensive to people? Is butch an offensive term? Period. It can be. Yeah. Okay. Like, Good to like, know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I also don't want to say butchy because that, that puts a connotation that people who are butchy might identify as non-binary or mm-hmm. otherwise. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't want to put that assumption out there, but mm-hmm. I definitely had masculine qualities. So when okay, I started gotcha. doing, you know. Uh, traditional masculine qualities, I should say. So, you know, I, I I did boyish things. I didn't like girly things. And I like heavy on colors. Heavy yeah. on the Hot Wheels. Exactly. Heavy on the Hot Wheels. <laughs> yeah, you already know. Hot, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I also want to preface the conversation by saying, like, the things that I'm, I'm listing are, are rooted in deep gender-specific attributes if you want right. if, if that makes sense so like yeah colonialism and all these things exactly that make yeah. it, like boys do this yeah the boys do this. do this yeah girls gotcha. like pink boys like blue so gotcha. i was very i very much had that mentality for a very long time so i was like okay like guess i'm boy so i'm boy and i didn't also very much like agree with calling myself a boy i needed mm. something else um so when i came to the term non-binary or gender fluid um it was really difficult for me to wrap my head around that because i was like oh but binary is is male and female there's only two and that's what i was taught that how that's how i was raised that's what i was taught and that's what up until that very moment is what i assumed but when i separated and when i got the language and the education that gender Mm. identity and gender expression and like and 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 sexuality those are all different things so once i got that language i was able to be more at home in my own body because i wasn't like i wasn't so amazing yeah i wasn't fighting with myself being like uh like i maybe if i was just a little more girly i would feel like more of a girl if i was only a little bit more manly like i wouldn't be in this in-between 
and feel displaced in my community, right? So when I got the language for gender identity, gender expression, and sexuality, it really like opened my eyes. As your longtime friend, mm-hmm. I am very, very <clears throat> happy. Oh, thank like you. Like when you said that, like I found the language to like mm-hmm. feel better yes. with myself. Mm-hmm. That really yeah. made me feel like oh, warm thank you. inside. Oh, as you yeah, said it yeah, thank you. I can imagine, and this is a thing where people who don't have this, you know, um, dysphoria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or these thoughts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dysphoria or thoughts, mm-hmm. or they just don't have this position in life. Yeah, you would never think that like this is something that someone has to deal with. Exactly. And so I think what a lot of people do is they live in this space where it's just like, well, I'm not like that, mm-hmm. so you are wrong. There's yeah. something wrong with you. Exactly. We're yeah. not going to change the norm mm-hmm. because it is. It makes sense yeah, to me because, yeah. like what she said, it didn't. They, ma- they exactly yeah. <laughs> what they said. Yeah. It didn't make mm-hmm. sense to you. Mm-hmm. And I actually never do that. I never correct people when they get my pronouns wrong. I just let it slide because I don't want to have that conversation with people who might come and attack me being like, oh, what does that mean? And then I have to have this whole thing, right? So it's like, the, the, you know, having these conversations is really beneficial because it'll, it'll give people who are watching the perspective moving forward that they shouldn't assume. And that it actually makes it easier for other communities to be comfortable with being honest with you about who they are. hundred percent. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, drops mic. Real talk. Yeah, you know. No, real talk. Yeah. And... And I told you to make sure you call me out and like correct me Mm -hmm. because this, this conversation Mm -hmm. really should be about education for sure. And what was important is that you are so understanding of the journey for Mm -hmm. other people also. And I remember you said something to me, Mm -hmm. you said a lot of people within the LGBTQ community Mm -hmm. are very quick to get angry at people. Yes. Yeah. Through cancel culture. Yeah. That's very, that's very prevalent. Yeah. Right. And Mm -hmm. so what I want to say, like my piece I'm going to try my best okay. to yeah, like just, yeah. you know, respect mm-hmm. as, as you are. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what you feel. Yeah, yeah. And you're my friend. Exactly. So period, bottom line is, mm-hmm. is that I should respect that. Of course. Yeah. And right. I, and I respect too, like if you have like traditional family values at home, I completely respect that. And right. I don't want your kid, like I, you know, I wouldn't want to put my, uh, I guess my, my lifestyle choices or whatever the case may be onto your family if you're trying to raise your son a different way. And that's none of my business either, right? Mm. Like, it really isn't. And I don't, I, and it, it doesn't matter if you raise him traditionally because that's, like, I don't care. Right. It doesn't bother me that you raise him traditionally. Right. And it, like, you know, it, it doesn't bother you that I am different either. Right. So, yeah. I think from the outside looking in, mm-hmm. really, I can see where a lot of people who are within, like, the heterosexual community mm-hmm. and what they feel because I've heard it being said a oh, lot yeah. of times right to mm-hmm. the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. is that they believe that you know the lifestyle choices that they don't agree with yeah. shouldn't be pushed on them right right mm-hmm. and they're constantly saying well like okay so let's say you feel this way right. and you identify as non-binary you mm-hmm. are they them yeah. um, I see you as that mm-hmm. and so as much as you need me to respect you, yeah. you need to respect how I feel. And mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to call you X, Y, Z. And uh, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do totally get A lot of saying. people have yeah. that perspective. Mm-hmm. And while I can understand what they're saying, it has mm-hmm. to be a mutual respect. So if you want to live your life this way, I'm going to live my life this yeah. way. Like the point you get messed up with mm-hmm. is when you are being like intentionally malicious yeah like when you're being yeah. intentionally mean about mm-hmm, things when you're mm-hmm. being rude about things mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm gonna keep it real yo like i i had my own you know transphobia or whatever in my mm-hmm. in my in, instilled in my own self i was like you know when when people were coming out as non-binary when i didn't have the language for myself i was like what the fuck is that and also like why like why make it more difficult for yourself like mm. what what does this mean and like you know i would i would see pictures of people transitioning and get like mad but what the fuck like why i'm in the community and i should be uplifting these people so when i checked myself 
and I started, you know, like, and it was probably just because I was upset that these people could find who they were and mm. I was still working my way through that journey. Wow. Yeah. That is powerful. Yeah. Because if it really didn't bother me, if it had nothing to do with me, I could let that shit go. But obviously there was something in me that was so bothered that it, you know, resonated years later. Wow. Yeah. I have no, uh, wow. Yeah. I was, I, I was, I'm, I'm going to keep it real, yo. I, w- I had transphobia for sure. Like, as someone who was gay, I was transphobic. And a lot of people are. Like, unfortunately, a lot of people in the LGBTQ community are very transphobic. They, got, they actually have it the worst. People, like, black trans mm. people have it the worst. I'm going to keep it, I'm going to keep it 100%. Yeah. I've heard that, especially even within the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. that being black and gay like yeah you could intersectionality gay, but being black and gay oh, you are God. now at the bottom mm. but that's because you're being black and black people are always at the bottom of yeah. like you yeah. know racism and criticism yeah exactly like they're at the bottom of that ladder and then when you add them to another community for intersectionality they're at the bottom of that ladder and it just keeps getting added on the more you know discrepancies are added to their list of self-identity and so let you while we're on the black community yeah let's talk about we're going to talk about some of the challenges that you face okay. right with um how you you view your life mm-hmm. and others okay and this is solely to speak on the people who again are having a hard time either navigating through this concept mm-hmm. um navigating the, the terminology mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. so the black community yeah when i spoke to you and i called you about this mm-hmm. you dead said you're just like i know you're like a lot of your viewership are they're black folk mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's a little intimidating it's scary yeah yeah because i i, I understand that like you know i know a, lo- a lot of cultures have traditional values but i think there's there's like it's like illegal to be gay in jamaica like you could literally go to jail <laughs> for that and like in places i don't mean like, to laugh i don't mean to laugh it just i also you sad. can correct me if i'm being ignorant but like is that true i don't believe it's illegal okay but to the streets, it might as well be right. Like yeah, uh, in the Philippines, it's it's illegal. Basically, there, I know yeah. I've watched documentaries before where there are like gay people in Jamaica live in like the gutters, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and they build their communities in there because mm-hmm. they have to stick together. They're not safe within mm-hmm. like you know regular population. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, over the years, I think that it has changed. Yeah, great. quite some, yeah. thankfully. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like well, what, what is your what is your commentary after that comment that I have said? Um, I you thought it was very sad not on your part mm-hmm. it was very real that is a very real um realization mm-hmm. it, there's that's no bullshit uh, i know obviously being within the black community mm-hmm. um i grew up i would say in a pretty homophobic yeah. uh family yep. um the narratives are pretty pretty much like heavily pushed mm-hmm. um the music that you listen to if you listen to like you know dance hall mm-hmm. and stuff like they use a terminology obviously that like yeah is offensive offensive yeah. to mm-hmm. the lgbtq community mm-hmm. right um i have a good friend who pointed something out to mm-hmm. me because i had this conversation and he said you know thinking about it it is have it has been heavily pushed in the black community uh-huh. for years mm-hmm. and the point was is that back in slavery mm-hmm. they would take like the strongest slave mm-hmm. and they would rape him in front of the other slaves as a point to like prove to people that like see the strongest one we're gonna do that and that was like obviously male to male right and so like historically it has been engraved especially into the the trauma of the black community yeah and that's something that i never thought about period that i'm glad that you told me that that it could be like you know because i i I said you know in rebuttal i said yeah but i think majority of black people probably like are you know homophobic or don't agree with you know Mm -hmm. homosexuality Mm -hmm. and the lgbtq community Mm -hmm. not like binaries and things like that uh predominantly based on religion 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right? For sure. Yeah. Um, definitely. Yeah. And I think even without that being said, mm-hmm. like the original point about slavery, mm-hmm. I think the subconscious. Yeah. Even though, like, you might not think about it or ha- even have known that that generational that thing, trauma. Yeah, yeah. it would have just been passed down right. and passed down. Absolutely. But within the black community. Um, Number one, like we're perpetuating, like, you know, we want to push the narrative that people need to move forward. The black community, we need to like move forward um, because obviously we've experienced so much like hurt. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then what you what they just said Mm -hmm. that this is what you have to do. You have to correct yourself. Okay, if you're a good person, you're going to correct yourself. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) What they just said to us was that within the LGBT community Mm -hmm. is that black folks still at the bottom. Yeah, for sure. Regardless. Mm -hmm. So how are you pushing pro-black mm-hmm. but you're like oh but you're black and like that no N- everyone but you yeah you know yeah it, it makes no sense so okay the black community is something that obviously can be very intimidating which is sad yeah. because i want the black community to do better um again i've seen it i've been around it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm going to relate this back to christianity okay yeah for right? sure because i'm grew up in a christian house i was raised catholic yeah. Speak on it. Was that a challenge at all? Like, oh my God, it was. It was a challenge. I was never. I was never faithful. Um, I don't okay. think I. I agreed with a lot of the teachings or the language that was being used right. um, when we were raised. I think. I think I'm spiritual, but I'm not faithful to Catholicism. So right. I'll just. I'll put it out there. But growing up in a Catholic house and coming out as gay was very scary and very hard for me. Um, and coming out as non-binary was actually a lot easier, I think, mm-hmm. because my experience with my family had already progressed past all the, like, weird stuff of coming out. Mm. So when I told them, like, okay, I actually don't identify as a girl, and I educated them on, like, the language and the terminology and who I was, they were all on board. Like, they're, yeah, they're very understanding, yeah. So Not everybody gets that, but thankfully. Thankfully, yeah. Shout out Tita. Yeah, Tito. exactly, yeah. And, you know, my to go back to religion, it is very much instilled in the teachings that it's man, woman, Adam, Eve, not Adam, Steve, or whatever those, mm. you know, those quotes are. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, it, it is really difficult to look back on my faith and find any sort of support in those teachings and be mm. like, yeah, I relate to these things. And that's probably why I'm, I am not religious, because mm. there's not a lot of stuff in there that I can personally relate to because a lot of those things are not necessarily against me, but they don't support me. And so this is what I want to say for the people who use religion and their faith Mm. as a way to condemn and put Mm -hmm. down the LGBTQ community, Mm -hmm. people who will be, you know, identify as non-binary, binary, binary, Mm -hmm. um, is that ultimately what you're doing is picking and choosing in the Bible. You're choosing to say that at some point, um, it was said that this and this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Again, like you said, Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Mm-hmm. There are also in that same Bible that you read parts in the Bible that speak about, you know, before you take a like, you know, point out a plank in your mm-hmm. brother's eye, mm-hmm. you look at the one in your own mm-hmm. eye. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there, there's so many stories, like even like, in the biblical, like the Jesus, like drawing the circle in mm-hmm. the sand and saying, for those of you who have not without sin, cast the first yeah, stone. cast the first stone and no one could. And if you are without sin, like, you mm-hmm. cannot pick and choose to tell when people are wrong. If, that, if that's your belief, mm-hmm. that is your belief, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But for you to tell people you, you're you nasty, mm-hmm. you live a gross lifestyle, mm-hmm. this is this is condemned, you're going to hell. Like, how do you know you're not going to hell? Like, mind Bitch, you're already there. Like, God damn, yeah. Mind 
your business. Yeah. And like who like who are you to say that your sin is inherently better than mine? It that you were gonna that, that you were gonna go into heaven because of what you do. But like I live a good and peaceful life. I live a good, loving, compassionate life. I'm not gonna get into heaven because I like girls. I'm not gonna get into heaven because I don't agree with the genitals that I was given at birth. Like that's it. And so I'm gonna answer for those people because I can hear some of those people that I know very well in my head saying, Yes, Great! <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is the ignorant. This is the ignorance that a lot of people yeah. have. They go like, "Yes, that is exactly it." Mm-hmm. And so, again, there's one judge. Yeah. That, and if you're, this is only for people if you're religious. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, there's one judge. Mm-hmm. And when that time comes, but you believe on Judgment Day, you're gonna have to get there too. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't be worried about other people. Other mm-hmm. people do not like translate into your salvation. They do not like allow you to get anywhere. For sure. Just you. And so. To have a, such a harmful narrative mm-hmm. and have such a mean narrative, mm-hmm. especially when people use the Bible mm-hmm. and use mm-hmm. like their faith to, to condemn people, yeah. I think it's so wrong. Yeah. I think it's so wrong. You can agree. I, I want to normalize this. Mm-hmm. Disagreeing mm-hmm. in lifestyle choices, right? Because yeah. I think it's totally fair. People just like yeah. or like you know and say like, as you said, they don't want to live their life in the way that you live their mm-hmm. life, existing coinciding in the same communities. Mm-hmm. Without being hateful, yeah, being exactly. respectful, being respectful is yeah. not that hard. Yeah, you can respect me, but you don't have you don't have to like me at all. And you know, I I can say that for real. Like, you can like anybody. Sorry, you could respect anybody, but you really don't have to like them. And all mm. all of this really boils down to that. Do you have mutual respect for other people? Yes, there's your answer. Mm. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do. It has nothing to do with religion or like interpersonal relationships. It really is just like, am I going to be a respectful person to the community or to right. to anyone else literally and it's yes or no it's right. a yes or no question it's it's as simple as me correcting myself when i don't use they them mm-hmm. pronouns mm-hmm. um when you told me you know even your mom mm-hmm. instead of saying my daughter now mm-hmm. says my child mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and it's as easy as you know making those small differences mm-hmm. that makes someone else feel comfortable of with who they are it was also you know like i want to put it out there that it was wrong of me to assume that you wouldn't be able to understand what my experience was because you you know for my, all my life you are <laughs> you were a heterosexual cisgendered woman and like this gay little bean like comes up to you and is like i'm this this and that like how how do i know that you're gonna understand any of that and now yeah, like and now you you know now you have the education for yeah. it yeah and i'm glad that i had that conversation with you and i'm glad that i was able to be honest with someone that i consider a very close friend of mine yeah because now we have this relationship and i can move forward comfortably in our yeah. relationship knowing that i'm being honest with jafina yeah i will confidently say myself that this has been a journey for me mm-hmm. just understanding again i grew up in a very homophobic family i mean not everybody no i'm not gonna say that. there's definitely not everyone in my family but <laughs> i have had very homophobic individuals in my life of course yeah. um at many different stages mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it, it like it's like when you grow up and you are born in the western hemisphere like likely chances are that you could be ca- uh, christian yeah but if i was born in another place in the world like my, my religion would just be whatever it is based on like where i live mm-hmm. and like what i was taught mm-hmm. and so i kept a lot of those feelings also like innately i'll be honest like it doesn't like when i see like for example like two guys kissing or like mm-hmm. two girls kissing like growing up i'd be like oh like, yeah something yeah. in me would be like probably how you felt about like trans like you know people who are trans well that's also how i felt about gay people before i realized i was gay you know mm-hmm. like i was like oh what are they doing like that's that's weird like and then i became one of those weird people right those like weird people that, be- that became girls kissing girls and then 
yeah, through that, through the exposure of other people and through the, the search exactly. for, for search of education, like I was able to understand that, oh, I'm part of that community. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And I had a coworker once upon <coughs> a time mm-hmm. um, who was of the trans community. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time like up close and personal, like that sounds crazy to say, but like up close and personal, I had a person in my life mm-hmm. who was of that community. Mm-hmm. So I was able to ask like all the questions about like transitioning, mm-hmm. um, what it felt like, what do things feel like now? Mm-hmm. Do they feel like they work? Yeah. Hormones, mm-hmm. all these different yeah. things. And at the core I liked this person. Yeah. Like yeah. this person before I even knew even whether whether or not I suspected mm-hmm. like this person was a, a, a fun person. Yeah, I used to yeah, laugh yeah. with yeah, them, yeah, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so all it took was for me to like talk with them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then I, my, my perspective completely changed. Yeah. Even yeah. my sister mentioned because, you know, before, you know, I, I definitely have made comments in mm-hmm. the past mm-hmm. that could make people who are part of the lgbtq community just feel less comfortable of course yes maybe not like oh she hates them mm-hmm. yeah, not nothing of that ex- extreme but mm-hmm. just less comfortable because it made me feel uncomfortable right yes but that's what it takes in life to like break your barriers yeah like, if life if things mm-hmm. are uncomfortable then you got to go out and search to find and find exactly. the answers you got to yeah. go out and talk to people mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and that's the importance i think of this conversation mm-hmm. that people can change the perspective yeah I remember we were at what was it kfc we're getting food. <laughs> we're at we're at Popeyes. <laughs> we're at Popeyes, and I brought it up to you. I said, you know, when at Yorkdale Mall, mm-hmm. when they had the gender neutral washrooms, yeah. I was one of those people that were saying, "That's a little much." You don't mm-hmm. think like that's a little extra, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you broke it down to me. You want to break it down to them? So, gender neutral washrooms are there to help people who are uncomfortable going into female identifying bathrooms or male identifying bathrooms because they feel unsafe going into those spaces not knowing how the people inside there will react Mm. um based off of how they look that's really all it boils down to like if i if i see someone who's male presenting in a female bathroom i'm gonna be like why are you in here but who am i to assume that that person's gender is not female if they want to come to the female bathroom then they should and instead of doing that instead of making you know like multiple community you know multiple communities uncomfortable Let's just give them their own bathroom. And, you know, people's arguments are like a gender neutral bathroom. Like, what is that about? It's like, isn't the house, isn't your house bathroom gender neutral? Mm. You got a, you got a urinal in there? Like, I don't think so. So, you know, people made a big deal out of the gender neutral bathroom, but it's really just to make other people more comfortable. And so that like pretty much boils it down to me because I think a lot of people, again, are selfish in their thoughts. Yes. And selfish in their thoughts, meaning like you (coughs) only agree with what you know Mm -hmm. and anything that challenges that you are like freaking out about yeah because essentially what you just said to me like as someone who is cisgendered Mm -hmm. heterosexual who at first was like these gender neutral washrooms are much Mm -hmm. like it's much yeah it's like okay could you imagine as a uh, cisgendered heterosexual person myself when i was thinking the way Mm -hmm. i did see someone who is coming into a female washroom Mm -hmm. but like looks is 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 male presenting for example yes, yeah yeah exactly and i'd probably be like uh excuse me mm-hmm. but then how do you like show me your how private you, parts yeah how do you navigate that conversation let me see what yeah. it is mm-hmm. so in, in order to just like scrap all of like mm-hmm. you know the 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 again the miss function mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. people who have ignorant minds mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. want to be like well show me your gender parts because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. again people's gender like their, their gen- genitalia, genitalia mm-hmm 
is none of people's business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, That's one thing mm-hmm. you said. You said to me real yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah. I just like if it's boy or girl. Like which yeah. one is it? And you're like respectfully. Like my genitals yeah, are nobody's concern. Yeah. <laughs> and that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. It just made so much sense. Yeah. Like, mind your business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hope that gives people more of understanding mm-hmm, to some of mm-hmm. those things. Yeah, and I don't want. I I also don't want people exercising the privilege to be able to go into these these like gendered bathrooms and be like, oh, well, you don't know that I'm trans. It's like, well, they, they, you're just being a jerk. Like you're you're just taking up space in other communities just intent. with malicious intent. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about a little bit about binding? For sure. I think that's exciting. Yeah, that's yeah, exciting yeah, for yeah. You. yeah. Yeah. So I I just started. So binding is when you wear a chest compressor to flatten your chest if you have boobs and i started binding not very long ago like like i've only been binding for about like six or seven months mm-hmm. um and it's definitely like a new concept to me i would rather just go braless but mm-hmm. unfortunately i have like pretty big boobs for someone who's not binary <laughs> so i need i need a, like a little extra help so i wear a binder which is essentially just like it's like a sports bra with more compression and it you know it hides my boobs better better than what's happening right now but it does hide my boobs and it gives me the silhouette of feeling and being male oh sorry feeling and being male um under my clothes so it makes me feel more comfortable knowing that my female parts are not getting in the way of how i want to look or how i feel comfortable dressing period Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's on period Mm -hmm. that's really what it just boils down to Mm -hmm. like you so you found something that makes you feel more makes me feel more comfortable yeah and it's yeah it's 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 not of other people's concerns there are a lot of like health risks that come with improper binding so to have the proper education of binding is just is something that's only coming to fruition now Mm. um and i was actually part of a program called bind safe Mm. um which uh, has education from professionals to teach you how to properly bind like what size you need like anything that you may have questions about regarding binding is on there if you want to drop that link um, definitely yeah but uh binding to me is is something that helps better with my gender expression and gender expression not to be confused with gender identity is how you present yourself to the world so even if i'm non-binary i present more masculine than i do feminine Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, yeah, non-binary and mask presenting is what it's called. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Non-binary mask presenting. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. a lot of people have a lot of things to say about like me doing my eyebrows and you know, the hair. length, l- the length of my hair. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll wear like a titty top and like, that's, that's like my business. Like once again. Yeah. And it's like, it's none of your concern, like what I wear. It, it just, it, it's just troubling that these type of things bother people so much that they have to like see people on the street and just like say nasty things mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. you if you are one of those people you should just be checking yourself about mm-hmm. like the integrity of like who you are as a person walking around like you're high and mighty mm-hmm. um, because that says enough about you and what you do to other people and say to other people that you probably need to just shut your trap <laughs> to be completely honest and that's for me also you know like again I might not have always had like the most pure like thoughts about mm-hmm. you know all these kind of concepts yeah. or you know people their lifestyles mm-hmm. um and even sometimes saying like lifestyle choices, mm-hmm. I feel like it makes people like it. It kind of like bubbles people who were with this community. Like, oh, you made a different. Like, it just said your lifestyle choice. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone has. Yeah, I, I, I also said I also said that with a grain of salt. I don't want people to think that this was a decision yeah. that I made. I, I, the only thing that I decided was to be true to who I was. Mm. Mm-hmm. Drop some mic. Mm-hmm. Drop some mic. Mm-hmm. What? Um, there was one other thing we spoke about in that conversation. And I think it translates to what you said. Like, you're still figuring it out. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. So we were talking about the gender neutral washroom. Yeah. And I said, 
all right what about when it comes to jail okay right yeah. and then you got people who are like identifying and yeah as as such mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. one gender if you yeah. will and then they have to go to that gender like ma- like jail mm-hmm. and then it's just like a, it's a big safety yeah. health r- issue and then yeah. this is where a lot of heterosexual cisgendered people mm-hmm. will probably be like see mm-hmm. see they want to choose when to be able to identify and not identify mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do you have like a response to the people who would be like on that train of thought like what is it then yeah um i think that someone who identifies someone who has gone through the trouble and the trauma of transitioning is is not going to pose a threat to the people that they are identifying with you know what i mean like if you are a trans woman who has been sent to male jail that's obviously much like it's very very dangerous Mm um so it's tough it's tough yeah yeah, you got me thinking because like it's still a journey it is absolutely yeah yeah, because now yeah now i'm thinking you know like but i don't i don't want to assume that that person who's trans is going to do anything bad in the female jail right Mm -hmm. but if by patriarchal standards that's what they assume is going to happen then mm-hmm. you know i mean the whole system is corrupt so i'm more thinking like people who like for example maybe haven't like transitioned but oh, identify i see as like say like for example like, not binary but like say i am you're transitioning I, yeah i like for example like a female mm-hmm. by birth by yeah. whether part assigned female at birth ass- assigned female birth mm-hmm. says that they f- feel like they are male mm-hmm. and then it has to go to a male jail but they still have like the female parts mm-hmm. that could be very dangerous exactly you yeah. know yeah um, but i also want to mention that transitioning like your 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 gender identity doesn't correlate with your transition as well so mm-hmm. someone someone who claims or someone who says like oh i identify as male but they don't have any surgeries or whatever the case may be it doesn't make them any less male but it's difficult when it comes to these positions with institutions that are very gendered right so yeah, yeah you got me thinking um, i'm i'm all i i'm 100 percent like you should put the female identifying person in the female jail yeah you should be you should put the male identifying person in the male jail as dangerous as it is for those people it's it it's it more is. it's more dangerous putting yeah it's more dangerous i think putting them in their assigned birth jail gotcha yeah okay yeah i personally mean, mentally, yeah for sure this is why i wanted to bring awareness to this topic mm-hmm. Because essentially, like now, when you're on Instagram, mm-hmm. everyone's bio has their, their pronouns, pronouns, and yeah. there might be people that don't understand why pronouns are there. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's respect, mm-hmm. um, assumptions, assumptions, or lack thereof. Yeah. Also, to like you know include like community, mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and understanding exactly because yeah. the reason why those binaries are there is to allow people who, are, for example don't mm-hmm, mm-hmm. feel comfortable in identifying what the mm-hmm. the normal for society yeah, yeah. the gender normal yeah that, that, that's what it is you're, you're normalizing something that uh an external community is trying to um make the standard in themselves right. and you know when other communities join in that don't necessarily identify with that right. it makes it easier for us to understand like who's kind of like siding with us in the community like if i see if i see your names in your bio i automatically know that you at least have some sort of education regarding trans rights right and that makes me more comfortable doing business with you having conversations with you Mm -hmm. and moving forward in just like a a better honest relationship gotcha yeah yeah i might not change my bio because i really like my bio 
but That's I fine. side with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with you. I mean, yeah. <laughs> tell them what's one thing you want to tell people who challenge your lifestyle choices. Just mind Ooh. your business. Just mind your business. My life is none of your concern, and your life is none of mine. That's it. Period. <laughs> Stop the hate. Get educated. Yeah, yeah. If you talk to more people, if you're uncomfortable with certain concepts, ideologies, yeah. lifestyle choices, you should yeah. do your part yeah. as a human being and a, a forward-thinking human being mm-hmm. to talk, sit down and talk to someone. And you might actually feel like mm-hmm. maybe you can change it the, the way you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. I want to promote, too, that um, it is okay to ask questions as long as the person that you're communicating with understands mm-hmm. that you are doing it for educational purposes and you're not just being nosy and you're not just being ignorant. Like, you're you're genuinely asking to get more information for the, a better understanding for yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's it. That's oh. what the Parker Conversation is here for. Yeah, okay. There you go. Do. So... Make sure you ask permission to ask questions. If you're curious, just ask. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, if somebody's not comfortable, they're not comfortable. But um, I'm sure people can Mm -hmm. reach out to you, Mm -hmm. especially I know you. Of course, yeah. yeah. If anyone has any questions, like, please feel free to reach out. Like, even if even if they seem like ignorant or whatever the case may be, as long as you are coming from a standpoint of education, I am more than happy to educate you. Yeah. Peace.